we ask that you would make our minds and hearts and souls like the fertile soil that you speak about in the gospel. That your word may bear deep and rich and abundant fruit in our lives. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict, Lord, and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do you want to go to heaven? Right? Yeah, good. We got, we got a yes right here. I like that. <laughs> got a Baptist on the front row. What's up? It's good. <laughs> Last night at the Mass, before we had it, we had a, a very responsive crowd. <laughs> it was just like, all right, these people fired up for the game, and they fired up for the gospel, too. This is good. It's an obvious question, right? An obvious question is we're here in Mass. You wouldn't be here if you didn't want to go to heaven. The question kind of unfolds for us more like, am I living my life that way? Am I I living my life that way? And we read today's gospel, it brings forth a very important truth, a sobering truth, and one that is uncomfortable, particularly in today's world. Like, hell's real. That's what Jesus is saying. As much as many times our culture and even many, many Christians, many people in the church don't want to think about that or don't want to believe that, you cannot read the gospel and believe that. <laughs> if you read the gospel, Jesus talks about it, and he talks about it more often than you might think. The reality of hell. But the cool thing is, right, God wants us to go to heaven. So you said you want to go. I want to go. God, more than you want to go, more than I want to go, the Lord wants us to go. And he literally died for that. He took on our human nature and offered his life that we would not go to hell, but to experience eternal communion with him in heaven. Now, a question might be, a natural question, which I've asked myself, okay, so if God loves us and he, does, he wants everybody to go to heaven, then why does hell like even exist? Why does anybody go there? Very good question, right? It exists because love exists. And you're like, that don't make sense, Father. Doesn't make sense. But for love to be possible, we have to have free will. Love is not possible if free will does not exist. The ability to choose, because that's at the heart of love, that's what it is. Love is to choose the good of the other, to will the good of the other. It, love is a feeling, right? It's warm, it's fuzzy. But that's not the depth of love. That's not the heart of what love is. It's a, it's a decision. It's a decision to choose and will the good of the other. We look at the cross for the most profound definition of love. The gift of his life for us. That was not warm and that was not fuzzy. But it's pure love. Pure love. 
And so if, if to be able to love, we have to have this free will, we have to choose it, then a consequence of being able to choose love is to choose sin. It's, it's not why God gave it to us. God gave us free will for one thing, to choose him, to choose love. But a consequence of that is that we cannot choose him. I like to think of uh, you know, a parent. My brother's got his kids now, right? Gave his, his sons and his daughter toys, right? And one of them, baseball bat. All right, this bat is to play the game of baseball, Okay. It is not to hit your brother in the head with, okay? Now, they have a, they have a choice <laughs> of what they can do with it, and there are consequences based off of the choices that they make. You play baseball, awesome. We love you. It's good. Dinner time, come on in, right? You hit your brother in the head with it, <laughs> we don't want to talk about the consequences. There's this reality that I have this ability to love, but because I can choose... I can choose no. And so God loves us so much that he will not take away our ability to love. Even if we choose to say no to him. Even if we choose sin. And what's interesting, if you go and you read the catechism about like the reality of heaven and the reality of hell, the, the definition that the catechism gives or one of them of hell is this. The definitive self-exclusion from communion with God. You hear that? The definitive self-exclusion. It's not so much that God is damning someone to hell, it's that we choose it. Like, who would choose that? (laughs) Right? Why do we ever sin? Why do we ever not choose love? And so, what do we do then, right? The first sermon that Jesus gave was this, right after his baptism, the beginning of his public ministry. He says, repent and believe in the gospel. Turn away from sin. Recognize our sinfulness and believe in his mercy. And it's free. It's free. It's amazing. We don't have to. One of the greatest lies the enemy tells us is that you have to earn God's love. You have to be good enough for God to love you. That is, that is a lie from the pit of hell. The truth is the cross. Romans 5, 8, you can, hopefully you can say it for me now, right? I don't have to say it. God proves his love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Not after we changed our life, not after we became a saint, He chose it in our sin, and that is the fullness of the proof of God's love for us. And all we need to do is recognize our sin, confess it, receive God's mercy, boom, and we're in a state of grace. So awesome, right? I'm in a state of grace. I'm moving. Then what do I need to do? I need to stay there, (laughs) right? Persist in it through prayer, through the sacraments. And if I fall, if I commit a mortal sin, that's it, right? I'm, I'm choosing, I've chosen something else above the Lord, and I've cut myself off from this state of grace. And so I need to turn back to him, to turn back to him, that he might heal me, that he might restore me, that he might forgive me. Brothers and sisters, God created in us 
This longing for infinite love that can only be fully satisfied in heaven. Only. If your experience in this world is that there are beautiful things, but that something in your heart says there's got to be more than this, that is the greatest proof of heaven there ever was. There's got to be more than this. And so let us let that burning desire for more point our entire lives to the Lord. To the Lord. Let's choose Him. Let us love Him. Let us love our brothers and sisters remaining in that state of grace, coming to Him, that when our life is over, that He will receive us and He will say, come on up to the best party there ever was. Right? The fullness the fullness of God poured into our hearts for all eternity. When we sin, do not tarry, right? Mortal sin, come to confession. Come. Come. The one unforgivable sin that Scripture speaks of, it says the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. What is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? God, I don't need your mercy. That's what it is. I don't need to confess my sin because I can fix it myself. I don't need you to forgive me. That's the only thing. If we persist in that, Lord, I don't need your love. I don't need your mercy. That is this definitive self-exclusion from communion with the Lord. But if we say, Lord, like, thank you for your mercy and we come running, the joy and the experience and then the opening up of the gates of heaven for us. So today, Jesus reminds us in the scriptures, heaven's real, hell's real. God wants heaven for us and it's free. It's free. He died that we might go there. Let us turn away in confidence from sin, turn to the Lord's mercy, Remain in him. Remain in him. And how do we do that? Two things. The greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. This, this being in communion with God, when we meet the Lord face to face, as St. John of the Cross says, we'll be, ju- we'll be judged on one thing, love. Our love of God and our love of neighbor, and especially of the poor. We're imperfect. I'm imperfect. (laughs) Right? Praise the Lord for his mercy. But let us choose him. And every time we fall, and every time we stumble, let us choose him again, because he has chosen us. He has chosen us. And then, when you experience that, go tell everybody else about it. Right? I mean, if you want to go to heaven, why don't you want everybody else to go? It's silliness that Catholics don't tell people more about the Lord. Like, really? So this week, experience the Lord's mercy again, stay in his mercy, and tell someone about it. Why? Because you care about their eternal salvation. Tell someone about it because you care about their eternal salvation. I'm excited. It's a gift. It is a gift. Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for choosing us. 
Give us the grace, Lord, and humility to choose you, to receive your mercy, to love you, to love others, and to announce the beautiful grace and good news of the gospel, that others may come to know the eternal salvation that only you give in heaven.